Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday, and it's going to be a fun day today. Why? Well, one, we have some great guests. Two, I mean, the main reason, me. What, Chris? It's, I am the main reason. It's my show. <laughs> Three, our history story today, before we get to all this yucky political stuff, and I will get to it, as you can imagine, I have stories on this Biden fiasco. But before we get to any of that, the history story today is an American Revolution story. And if you're one of the people out there like me, and you hear stories about the American Revolution, and it creates a sense of patriotism and excitement in you, you should just know this. There's a lot of us. I have, as you can tell, I have history tastes that run the gamut. I mean, absolutely run the gamut. I'm all over the place. I'm happy to do something a thousand years before Christ in China. And I'm happy to do World War II stuff, which I do all the Cold War stuff. And everything in between and everywhere in between, I like to bounce around. I find it gives me a, a better perspective on things and it keeps things fresh. I realize that's not for everybody. Some people are just uh, American history or, or African history or something like that. I like, to, I like it all. But there's something about the American Revolution. That point in time where we did the impossible that I've always loved and I've always appreciated. Especially at a time now when... <sighs> I don't want to say crumbling. That's not that's not the right way to put it. But when we are certainly, we appear to be on the back end of this thing here, as far as keeping it all together and staying free and whatnot. I like I like looking back and thinking about thinking about what the men did who got us this place, and it really was impossible what they did for a colonial people to take on the most powerful empire in the world and come out not only on top. It's one thing to come out on top. That alone is, I mean, that's not even possible, right? But okay, you do it. It's happened before. We come out on top. To come out on top and come out on top and go take that success and create a system of government where men are free, and then from that system of government, the country simply explodes there has never been. People talk a lot about whether they will study America. You know, I wonder if they're going to care about us 500 years from now, 1,000 years from now. What are they going to say about America? Oh, yes, they will. They will study America. They will study America if for nothing else, even if the, the wars get forgotten. You know, World War II isn't even hardly remembered back then. It's a little blip in the history books, which is crazy to think about, but it will one day. That's what time does. America will be remembered by historians, if we have any real ones a thousand years from now. Lord knows we don't have many now, but America will be remembered by historians as the country that just economically exploded, and that explosion blew all over the world. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to the history story in a second, sorry, but we don't realize it enough. We don't talk about it enough on the show. That American wealth, the wealth that was created from having a country of free people combined with the natural resources and whatnot, the wealth that was created there 
raised the world out of poverty. Isn't, isn't that insane to think about? It went, and back in, this is back when we were an extremely isolationist country. It still just exploded all over the world. We had so much of it, it boiled over into everybody. So when we talk about how it began and the men who fought it in the beginning, the American Revolution, I like thinking about it. It it makes me feel good. So that's what we're doing today because there was something on my mind last night as I was looking at this culture war we're fighting, the struggles we're having. There was something heavily, heavily on my mind about it, and I will get to that at the end of this story. For now, let's go to a man with maybe the coolest nickname in the history of nicknames, the Swamp Fox. The man's real name was Francis Marion, and we will get to why he had that nickname in just a few. He didn't give it to himself. I can't believe these guys, Chris, who give themselves nicknames. Gosh, how conceited do you have to be? What, Chris? Seriously. Francis Marion was born in 1732, and he was born on a plantation in South Carolina. He had several siblings. That was the norm back then. And let's remember this. You had a lot of kids back then. This is just terrible to think about, right? You had a lot of kids back then because half of them weren't going to live to see adulthood. I mean, by the 1700s, medical care was getting better in America, but 30, 40%. They're not going to see adulthood. Isn't that wild? So they had to, you just, you had big families. Well, we're going to lose a couple. It's crazy to think about that. When you're a parent, there's nothing worse to think about. Imagine having them and just knowing that was your reality of life. Anyway, so their youngest, young Francis, comes out and they said, even as a baby, they think he was premature. Some of his life's pretty fuzzy. They think he was premature because he was absolutely minuscule. They said you could fit the guy in a jug of water. He, so he's a tiny, tiny baby, and he has small, odd, deformed legs on top of it. And as I mentioned, youngest in the family. And this situation does not improve as he gets older. At his full height as a full-grown man, Francis Marion, if you've heard of him before, you know the stud, the swamp fox, the guy who made life miserable for the British. He was 5'2". <laughs> the dude was 5'2". No wonder he couldn't find a wife. Oh, quit. We can quit. We can joke about short people now and then, Chris. Quit. Anyway, 5'2", as a child, he's small. Obviously smaller than everyone else. He has messed up legs. They're weird. He is, and <laughs> you know I don't do a bunch of personal appearance stuff, right? I just... I don't know. I don't like it. It's not something I do a lot of. I'm not judging you for whatever. I just don't do a ton of it. I'm not saying never. I just don't do a bunch of it. So I'm not being mean to this legend in American history when I say this. But what do you want me to do? It's written down. He was ugly. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's in writing from a child on to adulthood. Francis Marion was short with weird, ugly, deformed legs, and he was apparently ugly as sin. And... To complete the entire look for the Swamp Fox, he was apparently mean, abrasive, 
a joyless human being, a no good son of a, uh, and you can go ahead and finish that yourself. That last part was an actual exact quote describing Francis Marion. This may be a guy you want fighting for you against people who want to kill everyone you know. This is not a guy you want to invite to the neighborhood cocktail party. Just trust me on that. Francis Marion was a very, very small, mean, unpleasant individual. And you know what? Thank the good Lord on high he was born. We will go into the story of the Swamp Fox. I'll try to wrap this up fairly quickly today. And then we have a packed show. Great guests for you. It's going to be a blast of a Wednesday. And I shouldn't I shouldn't forget, if you miss any part of the Jesse Kelly show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, on Google, on Spotify, and on iTunes. On iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. And we are two days, two days away from an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now, 877-377-4373, or you can email them to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We will be right back to continue the story with the Swamp Fox and then the Biden mess. Jake's Mint Chew is the way you're going to quit dipping. Jake's Mint Chew is the way you're going to quit smoking. You know how it works? Here's how it works. When you're a dipper or a smoker, you have a routine. You are used to it. It becomes It's more than a nicotine addiction. I know that's part of it. It's part of your daily routine, right? I did this all the time. When I dipped, I would have a meal. Whenever I would have a meal, as soon as the meal was done, boom, I would throw in a dip. And so I did that for year after year after year. Well, when I'm trying to quit dipping, I'll eat a meal and it becomes overwhelming. I've got to have a dip in. Jake's Mint Chew allows you to put that dip in, except it's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. It will get you off the bad stuff. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE, J-E-S-S-E, for 20% off. We are back on the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. May have dialed up the caffeine a touch too high today. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what gets me, Chris. Before we get back into our story with the Swamp Fox, I'll tell you what gets me. I love coffee. I enjoy my first cup, and then the second cup comes around, and I'm all, "Ooh, this will be really nice." And I enjoy that one even more than the first cup. So logic dictates if you enjoyed the first one, and you enjoyed the second one even more. What about a third one? Maybe a, maybe a fourth. Let's go crazy. And then and then you find yourself sitting here getting ready to do the show all excited and you look down and your 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 palms are sweating. That's weird. <laughs> all right, back to the swamp fox before I get to this little Biden mess today. Oh gosh, what a disaster. So 
He's a country boy. He's the youngest in his family. Again, short, deformed legs, ugly, and mean. He despised school. He left very early. He was pretty much illiterate. He is working on the plantation, and he is an outdoor man. We will come back to that. His dad dies early on. He becomes a sailor because when his dad dies, you know, their family had a plantation. They essentially split it up, and he didn't get any of it. And he was just kind of left in the lurch and chooses at the age of 15 to become a sailor. I want you to think about what you were like at 15, fellas, especially you. At 15, I was the size of a twig at 15. I couldn't imagine signing up to be a sailor because sailor life, remember, this is, I mean, sailing life, boat life today, these international shipping companies and stuff like that, it's tough today. Crappy bed, crappy food, boring, long time away, bad weather, hard work. It's tough. On these old, like, sailing ships, it was, you were on there with convicts. I'm not making that up. The guys who chose that life oftentimes were the guys with no other options. You're there with a bunch of harsh convicts most of the time. Definitely not the most capable people ever. It was just a brutal, brutal life. At 15, he walks onto a ship. And then (laughs) his first major trip, his ship, I'm not even kidding, gets hit by a whale. I, I, I would love to hear the real story. There's no way that could be true, but I looked it up. It's what everyone says. His ship gets hit by a whale and sinks. He's now on a lifeboat with seven dudes in the middle of the ocean. They have no food. They have no water because the ship went down so fast. Two of the men die over the course of the days because there's no food and no water. Yet this 15-year-old kid who's apparently made of iron doesn't. He finally obviously lives, gets back to shore, and decides, you know, I'm not sure about this whole ocean thing. (laughs) You know, I tried it, and it just, it really didn't seem like it was for me. So he goes back home. Well, now home, again, he didn't have anything, but he goes back, lives with his mom. He's doing plantation stuff. And he is an outdoorsman. And now all the Southern guys were like that. I shouldn't say all. Most of the Southern guys were fairly outdoorsy back in the day. But shoot, it's like that still to this day. But an outdoorsman is more than just knowing what to fish with in a certain area. An outdoorsman is more than just uh, being a good shot. I mean, you're out there shooting for your food half the time, which obviously he was, he did plenty of hunting. When you get familiar with the outdoors, it's like anything else. When you do something for long enough, you pick up on a million little things that just help you get by, that just help you get, you learn, you know, that's a really good place to sleep for tonight, you know? That's a really good plant to avoid. You know, these tracks mean this. This means that. Wow, I don't like that the wind is doing that. The birds are doing this. When you spend enough time anywhere, be it your office, in the gym, outdoors, whatever, you are going to get more familiar with the environment, and it's going to make your life easier as time goes by. That's going to come into play here. And then something else happens. The French and Indian War pops off. Now, I've done shows on that before. 
I will do shows on it again. It's also known as the Seven Years' War if you're looking it up. But know this, the French and Indian were on, Indians were on the same side for the most part, and they were fighting against the British. There's no America left. And the French and Indian War is a brutal, brutal conflict. It's the war. It's a big reason at the end of the, how the war ended is a big reason why we had an American Revolution at all. I'll get to that in a second. But surprise, surprise, the young man, Francis Marion, gets recruited to fight for the British he gets recruited into the militia. Well, here's something that was going on in South Carolina at the time. You're worried about the Indians. The Indians are joining with the French. They're fighting for North America. The Indians, the Cherokee specifically, which are a really cool tribe. I would highly recommend reading up on them. But the Cherokee, they either get in a disagreement and kill a bunch of British traders, or they just flat out ambushed and murdered a bunch of British traders, but it was not a good situation. The governor, he, he immediately cuts off black powder shipments to the Cherokee. He's like, okay, if you're going to kill our people, you're not allowed to have ammo anymore. The Cherokee, they freak out. They freak out and say, whoa, 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 whoa. We have to hunt to survive. No, uh, we need you to, no, please let us have some ammo. And the governor says, okay, well, send me some, send me some moderate dudes and we'll negotiate about the ammo. The Cherokees send a, 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 a delegation of Cherokee uh, leaders to negotiate for this ammo, and the governor promptly decides, you know, I'd probably have an even better negotiating footing if I just made you guys stay here. Yeah, you're my prisoners now. He takes them all. Well, this basically kicks off a vicious portion of this war. And look, we know, I mean, if you've done any reading on it, you know guerrilla wars, and that's how the Indians fought, like guerrilla wars, guerrilla wars are often, almost always fought brutally. You have to do things when you're not the traditional power. When on paper it looks like you have no chance, you're going to conduct yourself in a different way. And many of the Indian tribes conducted themselves in different ways anyway. They didn't separate men, women, and children from being part of it. They just did not. Will they commit atrocities? They're scalping women, they're scalping men, and Francis Marion, he is excellent when it comes to combat. He's not a pleasant person, remember? No sense of humor whatsoever, but he's just an engagement after engagement. He's really, really good. And the British are obviously fighting back, back against the Cherokee, and they're winning some, and they're losing some. The Cherokee were no joke whatsoever. But as he sits and watches, Francis Marion, he sits and watches. He's fighting with the British, but he's watching the British do things like line up in a line and shoot at the Indians, which there was a strategic purpose for that. Everyone makes those guys out to be morons for doing it. There was a smart strategic purpose for it, but he watched the Cherokee take advantage of it time and time and time again. He'd watch the Cherokee shoot and then hide or shoot and then move. Or what he watched him do a lot was shoot and run away. Now this was this was abhorrent to the British. That's not the that's not the gentlemanly way to fight. That is not honorable. Stand here like a man and and take our musket fire, and then we'll take your musket fire, old chap. To the British, it wasn't honorable. To somebody like Francis Marion, he's looking at that and thinking to himself, well. 
Maybe these Cherokee, maybe they're on to something. He goes back home. War ends. British win. He goes back home. Kind of takes it easy. Gets elected to Congress. And then something starts to pop off. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called the American Revolution. We're going to talk about that. I'll try to wrap up the Francis Marion story. And we will go into this Joe Biden disaster on The Jesse Kelly Show. I am free at last, free at last from allergies. It is, it's, look, if you're not one of these people who suffers from them, then you don't know what it's like. You don't know what it's like. You know, the worst part about allergies for me, it wasn't even, it's not the sneezing. That's not pleasant. It's my eyes. What happens is you feel tired all the time because your eyes always hurt and itch and you kind of want to get them closed and it's miserable. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm is the only air purifier I've ever had that finally helped me break free of that. You know what it's like to wake up in the morning with clear sinuses and eyes that feel actually good? I didn't know what that was like for years. I do now. Go get an Eden Pure Thunderstorm today. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use the code JESSE. That's J-E-S-S-E. That gets you 10 bucks off. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Do not forget, you can follow me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, at Jesse Kelly DC on Instagram. At Jesse Kelly DC on, well, wait a minute. I don't think it's at Jesse Kelly DC on Facebook. Shut up, Chris. And I'm also on Locals. Locals? Locals is the one I can't be kicked off of. As you well know, I have been, I've been suspended a few times from Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, and they're not going to let me stay. They're just not. I would guess, and this is a total guess. I don't have any inside knowledge of this. I would guess you will see huge, huge social media purges of people on the right leading up to either the midterms and or the 2024 election. Remember, these big tech companies are universally run by communists who hate your guts. After the last election or after the election Trump won, they all had a big meeting. We know about this. It was documented. They all had a big meeting and put their heads together and discussed, wow. Donald Trump was really good at using social media. He used our websites against us. How do we make sure that never happens again? So these guys are committed, right? They're all the way committed. So when those people kick me off, just know that there's this great one called Locals. I'll still be there if you have any hunger for the social media stuff. And if you miss any part of the show, remember iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You can get it podcasted after on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. Back to our story here. Francis Marion, he's done. The whole French and Indian War thing is over. Goes back home and really just tries to live a normal life. Gets elected to Congress. He's, just, he's, a, he's one of these guys that's a born patriot. Gets elected to Congress. He's, life is good. And he's still making plantation money. Keep that in mind. It's going to come into play here. 
What's a lot of that plantation money come from? Comes from things like cotton and tobacco. Cotton and tobacco that you're shipping overseas because countries like Britain, mainly Britain, are buying it up. Now the Revolutionary War pops off. What does Francis Marion do? I mean, you and I, we talk about it all the time. What, what are we willing to do? What are we willing to sacrifice? Francis Marion, he takes a piece of paper. It's his profit loss sheet. I'm making this up in my head. Well, let's see. We have this money coming in. This comes from England, and this comes from England, and this comes from England. And he sees a profit loss sheet that looks like, wow, England is the only reason I get to eat a meal every day. And you know what he does? He promptly sets it down and says, screw those people. I want to be free. We should be our own country. I want to be free. He doesn't just decide to join the revolutionary movement. Remember, that was only about a third of the population. He doesn't just decide to join that movement. He goes and says, I want a military command now. I know what I'm doing. I know how to fight. And they promptly say, yeah, nice. I'm glad. Awesome. Bring us some recruits. We're desperate. We're worried the British are coming for Charleston because Charleston Harbor is so important. We know they know that. Come help us. He gets down to Charleston Harbor and starts building a fort. He builds this fort, has about 400 men in it. And what do you know? They called it right. The British show up. And they show up with a nasty British naval force and about 2,000 dudes to go with it. And the, remember, the Colonials are not, they're not well-armed at this point. They all have rifles and they have, they have you know, some ammo. But the British are the wealthiest country in the world. They have an endless supply. The, the revolutionary guys do not. The rebels do not. So you're sitting there, 400 men in a fort, limited ammunition, staring at a bunch of nasty British warships and 2,000 troops. What happens? Well, the British, as happened many times during the war, got way, way, way too cocky for their own good. They think, wow, these, these idiots, these rebels, these stupid little colonials, let's just, for one, let's just, let's just blow them out of there. Fire up the cannons, let's blow them out of there. Well, remember that whole thing about knowing the land, knowing the plants, knowing everything? South Carolina has palmetto trees. I don't, you don't need to know anything about palmetto trees for the day, except you need to know this. Palmetto trees are absurdly soft. It's an extraordinarily soft wood. Marion, anticipating that they would be on the receiving end of heavy cannon fire from naval units, made the fort out of palmetto trees. The British are firing exploding cannon, cannonballs at the fort. And wait, what? The, they're not exploding. Why aren't they exploding? Because the cannonballs are simply sinking into the fort instead of exploding. They're not doing the damage the British want. So the British finally freak out and they're all, okay, well, we have to do an amphibious landing. And, of course, they end up running their ships aground because there are spots in Charleston's harbor that are very shallow. Then the Americans, who were low on ammunition, took their time 
and sunk one of the British vessels. It ended up being this huge loss for the Brits with only 12 American dead. And the Brits have to take off. They didn't return to the South for another three years. Obviously, Francis Marion Marion got himself a huge promotion after this, which brings us to one of my favorite moments in his life. He gets promoted. The British are landing in Savannah. He goes down there. And the French were way too passive. The French were fighting on, fighting with us. They were way too passive and let the British land. And Marion just flat out chews them out for it because, again, this is an unpleasant person. They lost tons of men. It was a failed attack. Marion doesn't die, though. So this, this is the moment I was telling you about. He has to have this big meeting. And what is this meeting? It's with all the military brass in and around Charleston. And it's to discuss, okay, uh, the British are coming. There's no question they're coming. We're going to have to, how do we defend the city? What do we do here? And as happens from time to time, when men get together, they started drinking a little bit. And then they started drinking a lot. And soon everybody at this gigantic closed-door military strategy meeting, they're all tanked. And they're laughing and joking and talking about everything else except for defeating the British. Marion doesn't drink. And Marion doesn't find this to be a humorous or laughing matter at all. He's absolutely disgusted by what he sees, decides he wants to leave. He turns and tries to leave, tries to slip out, and finds the door is locked. They had locked the door. It locks from both ways so the public couldn't get in and eavesdrop. He goes upstairs and jumps out the second floor window and shatters his ankle. Maybe winning us the war. Why? Because he then had to go home to recover from his shattered ankle. In the meantime, that useless American army, or I should say the useless leadership, surrendered to the British at Charleston. He would have been part of it and he would have been gone. Now Francis Marion is furious. He recruits 70 of his guys. 70 of these outdoorsmen. 70 country dudes who know those plants and know those trees and know the fish and know the animals and know how to survive. And you know what he does? He takes his 70 men now that he's mostly recovered, this short, ugly, mean patriot by the name of Francis Marion, and he takes off for General Horatio Gates. He's going to go offer him his services. He rides up to General Gates and says, hey, I'm here. Let's kill some British people. These 70 dudes are with me. Gates looks at this ragtag group of country bumpkins, and he's absolutely repulsed. Where does he send them? He sends them to, quote, scout the interior of South Carolina. Well, scout they did. We will finish up the story of Francis Marion next, and then we'll get to all this Biden stuff on The Jesse Kelly Show. Hang on. You know that the gear you carry matters, right? And I talk to you a lot when I talk about Northwest Retention Systems. I talk to you about how important it is to have custom-made gear 
But it, it's more than just that. I, I want to explain that Northwest Retention Systems is more than just that. They have some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen. What if you're a big Trump fan? Yeah, you should go check out Northwest Retention Systems. Go look at their Instagram page. They have their Scout chest holster. They have a Donald Trump one. They have a 1776 holster. They have a holster, this is my personal one, that has the join or die flag on it. You can have custom-made high-end gear that looks stinking cool, too. That's Northwest Retention Systems. Go to nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10% off. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Do not forget, we are two days away from Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions in now. They don't get thrown away. All your emails, your love, your hate, your death threats, all of them. Your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, they all go right to Jewish producer Chris. He sets aside the Ask Dr. Jesse ones for me and gives them to me, and he gives me every other email as well. If you email me, I will read it. I am not going to respond to you. I get too many, but you email it, I'm going to read it. They're all printed out for me. Thank you, Chris. At least you actually contribute one thing at least to the show. Back to our story as we wrap up our story about the Swamp Fox Francis Marion. He takes his group of 70 country boys, rides up to General Horatio Gates, tells him I'm ready to kill some Brits. Gates Gates looks down his nose at these guys and sends them to scout the interior in South Carolina. And then Gates promptly gets his butt whipped by a British army. Well, that group of Marians that was sent off to scout South Carolina critically important South Carolina. They're now all South Carolina has left. And I do want to clarify something overall about the Revolutionary War you should, you should know. The Brits made a humongous tactical error early on, thinking the South would be the place there'd be the most loyalists. Uh, that did not work out. <laughs> that worked out anyway. So Marion starts aggressively recruiting And simply says to himself, well, we're not going to fight these guys normally. It's time for guerrilla tactics. He and his men start ambushing the British. He and his men start shooting a bunch of British and then taking off and running away. He, the men who grew up there, they were at home being miserable in the South Carolina swamps. And the British simply were not. They even had a swamp fort on a place called Snow Island. And it was I, I, it was the most ragtag thing you've ever heard of in your life. They were quite happy in there. The British simply could not get their hands on them. They get so frustrated about this guy who is hitting and running and he's not staying and fighting and he's ambushing. They're so frustrated they finally start recruiting loyalists. You know, people who live in South Carolina to go fight him. They can't find him either. And then, and then the Swamp Fox goes and loots the homes of all the loyalists who were fighting for the British. Did not allow his men, by the way, 
to loot or pillage a single home of anyone who wasn't a loyalist. So credit to him for that. Now the British, now they bring in another special military unit. They have to. Because uh, Marion is simply, he's not starving like they thought he was. He was pillaging supplies. His guys were living off the land. He just, he, he was not going away. Remember, he did this Swamp Fox thing for two and a half years. It wasn't, you know, a couple weeks in the swamp. Two and a half years they did this. They lived like this. I mean, the guy, the guy is a big reason why you breathe free air today. Well, the British, they can't take this anymore. They, they have to get South Carolina pacified by their mind. I mean, in their minds, it should have been pacified a long time ago. So they bring in a man by the name of Tarleton. If you've ever seen the movie The Patriot, the bad guy in the movie, the guy who loots homes, kills women and kids, does that kind of stuff, that guy was based off of a real person, and that person's name was Tarleton. He was known as the Butcher. I should note, when the British finally surrendered in the end, as was custom, George Washington invited all the British officers to dine with him that night after the British had surrendered. You know, the whole exchange swords, come on, let's sit down, have a, have a steak, have a glass of wine, let's dine with each other. George Washington said, Tarleton is not welcome. Tarleton does not. They, he, was, he was that kind of guy, created that kind of hatred. Brutal, but effective. He finally, he has a thousand men. And by this point, the Swamp Fox has about half that. He finally locates him and chases him. Well, the Swamp Fox won't, won't fight. He just keeps running back into the swamp and back into the swamp and back into the swamp. And Tarleton, in the meantime, he's got this huge British force. They're miserable. They're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. They're running out of supplies. He chases, he chases the swamp fox for two days and finally gets to a, another river crossing. And the swamp fox was simply gone. He had disappeared. And that was when the Swamp Fox got the name, the Swamp Fox. I'll skip most of the cuss words. Just know Tarleton in that moment when he decided decided to turn around said Francis Marion is a fox. He is a hero and you should honor the man. Once the war ends, which we win, he did leave. He finally did get married, although <clears throat> to his cousin, well, we don't have to talk. We don't have to dwell on it, Chris. And then eventually dies in his early 60s. Not exactly a late death for back then. What do you take from all this? We're, we're going to go over really quickly what you take from all this in a second. Just know we have a jam-packed final two hours. Great guests. I'm going to finally dig into this Joe Biden mess. Oh, gosh. Hang on. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. 
Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. The Swamp Fox. We just went over his story. Do you know that for a long time during that war when he was terrorizing the British, he was doing things that were long thought to be dishonorable? Why won't you stand and fight? Why won't you do this? Why won't you stand in line? Why are you hiding? Why are you running? Why this is not honorable. It's not honorable. It's not right. Whoa. You notice you don't hear that much anymore? Do you know why you don't hear that much anymore? Because he won. You and I going forward. We must ignore what the left says is honorable and right and what is fair, and we must win. We must win. All right, it's time. I'll give you my thoughts on this Biden mess. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum sunflower seeds. I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chews. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chews. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Chew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.